This week on the Gaming UK podcast, the PS3 firmware disables Linux, the iPad is released and EA announces its prices, PS3 3D will be limited, and gaming apparently now causes childhood obesity as well. There's lots more, and this is the Gaming UK podcast. Hello, I'm Giovanni, and I'm joined by my co-host, as usual, Stefano. So, let's get straight in with this week's UK and worldwide gaming news. This week, it's pretty much all worldwide. So, as an owner of the PS3, I was pretty disappointed in Sony this week when it emerged that on April 1st, and no, this wasn't an April Fool's joke, Sony decided to release a firmware which basically had the sole purpose of disabling Linux. Yeah... Um, um, in the in the actual PS3 Fat Guide, um, it's uh, um, it, it includes Linux as a feature in itself in uh, the actual guide. So what you're trying to say is, see, this is what I do not like about companies that try to do this. They essentially had a perfectly good product, and they've decided to remove a feature. That's not something you do. I think it's because not many people were using it, and it was just. They're doing nothing. Well, it actually emerged that the reason they claim that this is happening is because people could use another operating system to get into deep um, boot and system level and then use that to play illegal PS3 um, Blu-ray crack DVDs, which are not available at the moment, in fact. Yeah, um, I, I think because of one man who also who was who was jailbroke the iPhone... He also did um, the PS3. Yeah, the, the the PS3, and now I think because this was catching on, um, Sony decided to just end it. Yeah, end it. See, it's like we're ending each other's sentences. Well, this is just one. As I said, I don't think you should ever do that. You should never give someone a feature, advertise the feature, and then say, mm. "Not today." Well, I know you are kind of a Sony lover, Stefano, but. Do you honestly think that they should have done this? Do you think it's justifiable? I don't really mind because I didn't really use it. <laughs> to be fair, we did install um, yellow puppy Linux on it, was it? Yeah. And we used it maybe once. And that was once on a good day, just because I wanted to try it out. I never actually used it for actual work. But there are places that use PS3 for actual work. If you don't um, sign up, sorry, if you don't download the update, what will happen? You won't be able to log into the PSN network, won't be able to play online with anyone else, so you're basically forced to upgrade, no matter what, if you want to play online. So, and that's it for this piece of news. On to a much more exciting piece of news for me, it's the iPad, which has now been released. Apple's new tablet, which is what a lot of people call a giant iPod Touch, has been released. And it's basically the perfect platform for games, isn't it, Stefano? What do you think of it? Well, I think um, the size is good for anybody at home. And playing games, it should be really um, good. And the thing about it is that it's HD, unlike the iPod Touch, so people can't really claim it to right, iPod Touch. Yeah, it does have a HD um, resolution screen with um, 768 lines down. It's not standard 16 by 9 but there are 
a lot of games already out now on launch day, so it's not out in the UK yet. It's only out in the US. Um, games like Plant vs Zombies has oh. ha, um has been made into an iPad version. Yeah, um, and and Harbor Master, which are two very popular games. So Plant vs Zombies HD is five ninety nine. Normal one is, is it 219 or 179? It's 170 something, I think. Yeah, I think it's 179 or 219. So yeah. they've managed to basically triple the price. We have other games such as Flight Control HD. Harbour Master HD seems to be free at the moment. I don't know if that's because we have the previous version or not. Um, Labyrinth 2 HD. Worms HD. We'll get to Worms in a second. In it. Um, Flick Fishing HD, Let's Golf HD. They have loads of light apps as well. They have Labyrinth 2 HD Light. So you're going to get really long names. Um, other people have opted for the to differentiate their apps. A lot of people have opted for HD, but some of the other developers have opted for XL. So if you actually want to find out specific iPad apps, just type in XL or HD into iTunes and into the search box. And you'll have um, two options. You'll have iPad apps and iPhone apps. And you have Zombie Attack in Excel. You have iDork Excel. You have loads and loads and loads and loads of apps. In the US, Netflix is available, which is very, very good. And even Scrabble's available. And I think Scrabble was something like £6 or £9 or something. It wasn't too expensive. And... The way Scrabble, they're making it work, is actually very, very smart. If you have an iPod Touch, and or an iPhone, and everyone's got an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you can put the iPad down in the center of the table, and each of you can have your own iPod Touch, and they'll just link to each other. And on your iPhone or iPod Touch, you'll be able to see your letters. So... When you're playing Scrabble, only you can see your letters, because if you're playing on the big one, you'll essentially have to pass it around. Because you'll be able to see each other's letters. So this, I think it's a really cool integration. I'm going to guess that that's over Bluetooth, the, the thing. Um, yeah, it will be using Bluetooth. And you'll have to download a Scrabble client app onto your, your iPod Touch or iPhone. But this is the kind of app that I think will sell the device. And even now we're, what, two, three days into the launch. And people are already finding use through it we already have loads of programs coming out it's it really does look like it's going to be a truly game-changing device because this is going to be one of those things that we'll look back in a few years and think wow we never saw it coming back then but it's actually actually been um popular yeah popular it's been it's been something that we weren't expecting people there are a lot of people that are still saying oh it's a giant ipod touch my argument to that is, as usual, what's wrong with the giant iPod Touch? Don't 75 million people know how to use an iPod Touch? That's 75 million consumers for Apple that can sell games to. And in a related news story, EA, Electronic Arts, has announced its iPad game prices. Now, as I said, um, the prices for this are not as cheap as the the iPhone games. But I think these will come down. Initially, when the the iPhone came out with its games and the iPod Touch, the average price was something like £7, £5 around there. And then now it's around £2.14, so it has come down considerably. For the iPad, the prices all seem to be up in the 7 to 12 
£10 ranges, a lot of games are being priced at £10. And actually, Mirror's Edge will be available in the App Store this weekend, and it's available for $15, which is around £9.99, but it may come out at £11.99 in the UK. And, come on, the Conquer Red Alert will be coming out. It looks like it will um, be having really, really good games. But one of the things that I have noticed is GTA Chinatown Wars, which costs £30 on both DS and PSP, but it's available for just £6 on the iPhone. So when this comes up to iPads, they'll probably charge, I guess, around £12 for it. Mm, yeah. I think they can justify to some extent increasing the price, but there are some, like, plants where some, you can't justify a three-fold increase. You've already got the game made, you just have to port it. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I think other game companies should also consider doing games for the iPad. Like, may- maybe not not now, but in the future, when there might be more features. Yeah, Pokemon, come on, I've been saying this for a while, but come on, Pokemon, you have to come to this. And of course, if you just have a standard game, you can always um, click on the 2X button, and it will just fill it up to the whole screen. Which is an interesting feature, it will make your game slightly pixelated. I don't know... Why, actually, yeah, you just have to, my question, I was going to say, I don't know why they just did make a full screen in the first place. Um, and yeah, because you can, I think it's strange, it should just blow up to full screen, but if you want to, you can see it as a little iPhone-sized screen inside the, well, inside, inside the screen. Well, it's actually, but I just want to say this, the iPhone, even though it says 2X, the iPhone in surface area is 7.8 times smaller it's that, so when you blow up, you're actually blowing up to two times each way, and it's actually more than that. It's about two and a half times each way. I thought that um, it it would be a bit bigger than uh, than the Apple Touch screen. So if you were to get two iPhones and put them next to each other, and then have another half iPhone um, in either direction, so you do that sideways and up, you'd get the size of an iPad. It's a nine point seven inch screen. Plus, you've got the bezel around that, so it's slightly bigger. And at £1.5, it's it's nowhere like an iPod, it's nowhere like a Kindle lever, which weighs half pound, so it's considerably heavier. Um, the thing is, the back cover that that, that uh, they chose for the iPad, they um, chose the same one as the iPod Touch, which is, which is really a smart decision. Uh, no, it's not actually, it's not the exact same one. It's um, It's slightly different, which means that one does look a bit more... Wear and tear resistant. It looks a bit more like the aluminium MacBooks then, which have not got any scratches on so far. But um, those have been a lot more resistant than the iPod Touch screens. And yeah. even the iPhones at the back, they get extremely easily scratched. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, after this podcast, I can show you how bad my iPod Touch at the back is and... You'll probably just scream. Sometimes it looks like you've got, like, even on an iPhone, I've had, I had a case in it from day one, it still has some mild scratches. I don't know how they get on there. I don't know if overnight some little fairies come in and scratch it, but it just seems to be prone to scratches. It does have um, the iPads, as do the iPod Touch and the iPhone, have the oleophobic screen, which means that um, it's basically oleophobic means scared of oil, and... Um, is it oil or water? Anyway, it basically means that Ooh. I think the oil, basically the oil in your fingers will not be there permanently because some touch screens are really difficult to get clean. 
but um, the iPod and iPod and iPhone are reasonably easy to to clean and become quite look quite nice after a bit of cleaning and can actually look pretty much new. So with these with these kind of games that they've come available for the iPod, I could fi- I can basically see this being the next iPod Touch and people buying this for their kids, especially if it's I say especially, but maybe £350 is a lot. It is a lot of money, to be honest, but... It's... Gone. No, 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 you're gone. But £350, an iPod Touch already £150, £350 might be a bit big, but it's going to be the perfect playing device. I was going to say, um... Now, I think people who bought it now might be in a bit of a loss, as as in the future. Yeah. They say... Well, the people think that that, that there's going to be an, a camera and more features. Yeah, it'll definitely have a camera soon yeah. enough. And apparently iPhone OS 4.0 will be getting multitasking. So you could be seeing multitasking in the iPad, which could mean that you could play, I don't know, Spotify in the background as you play Plants vs. Zombies. But let's not turn this into a um, tech. tech podcast. Let's go back to our next story, which is about the PS3 3D. And how this current generation of consoles would actually have quite limited um, 3D capabilities if they are implemented. So, Tamim Antoniades, um, Ninja Fury co-founder, has told um, ComputerAndVideoGames.com that the current generation of consoles are actually limited in producing stereoscopic 3D effects. The problem is, he says, that to do 3D properly you need to render 60 frames per second per eye, which basically makes it 120 frames per second, and you need at least um, 720p resolution per eye. So in essence, that's 1080p rendering at 120 frames per second. And the current generation of consoles, um, he says, can only produce very rudimentary graphics at that spec. So it does actually make sense that, because um, as they say, the the way it's working now, you don't even see many 60 frames per second games, and you don't even see many full 1080p, especially not 1080p and 60 frames per second, which already pretty much max out the console. So, when you are trying to basically do 120 frames per second and 1080p, the current console simply cannot support, even though the um, PS3 has 8 cores, is it? I think it's 8 cores. Basically, every generation has to be at least 5 to 10 times more powerful than the last. So I think we'll get there in the next generation. I think that will be totally revolutionary for games, is what um, the developer of Heavenly Sword says. Um, Right now, though, you'll have to make do with much simpler 3D offerings of Batman Arkham Asylum Game of the Year Edition, which does 3D on any TV. I didn't even know you could do that. Yes, oh, it's the Game of the Year yeah, edition. Did you play it. this one, or was it just normal? I played the normal one. Yeah, I think I done. I don't think I downloaded any ad. Any, I, I don't. I, I don't. Although I would have liked that one where I think you get to play as the Joker. Okay, so um. So, but it seems anyway. That essentially, consoles are not powerful enough at the moment. Yeah, and you know how last week we were talking about. Nin- Nintendo... Oh, trying its 3D yeah, on... 3D thing. 3DS. If they say that, that can have that, that can't ha- happen on the PS3. Oh, let me explain this to you, the differences between 3D. So, there's two or three types of 3D, and if one of our listeners emails in with this in more detail, it would be very useful. 
because um, we'd love to start reading out some of the readers' comments and letters. And essentially, there's the 3D type, which you can actually see. So as you move your screen, it will change. Well, obviously, with yeah. the TV screen, you can't move the screen. Only if uh, you move it back yourself. Yeah, and there's this very complicated way of tracking that for every single person. And so one person will get perfect 3D, the other person will just see the screen moving really strangely, which yeah. doesn't really work. But essentially, what happens in, in the type 3D that we need on PS3 is we need basically active shutter glasses which work with the PS3 and flashing, flashing, flashing several times per second. 60 frames per second, is it, they were saying? And... We need that to happen on each eye. So we need to have some way of the PS3 communicating with these glasses. So it really does seem like it will have to be next-gen consoles doing it. Um, uh, also, talking about the 3D, 3D DSi, I heard some of that it might not actually be happening for a long time because um, the, um, the US didn't even have... The DSXL, so... Yeah, what I've heard actually from, um... Actually from... Was it... Is it Nintendo? Nintendo themselves. Is that... They... They had planned to announce it, but... The Japanese people got it much, much earlier than... Them, so Japanese press actually found out. And... Um... They basically turned into a whole hype. And saying, oh, the 3DS is coming. But in reality, it's nowhere near ready. It's probably in concept phase. I remember on the PlayStation 2 where I played a 3D game basically with the, one of those goofy red and blue glasses you could play it. And I think it was Sly 3. I'm not sure. And Sly Raccoon 3, yeah. yeah. On a kind of related note, YouTube now does... Is it YouTube? No, it's Google Maps now does 3D yeah. as well. Just for a little tidbit that you might want to know about. Okay, moving on to our next story. So this is one of those studies that gets parents all up in arms and all, oh no, you need to get off the PlayStation 3. The World Health Organization, which sounds pretty reputable, has a study coming up which says one third of children living in parts of the world are obese. That is a lot of people, one third of children in the world, in different parts of the world. And it did report on 70,000 teenagers from 34 different nations who are overweight or obese, and it says spending three hours or more per day watching TV, playing computer games, or chatting with friends is the main reason behind the figure. Okay, so... So basically, who is saying that, um... This, like, playing video game makes your child fat. Even if they look, like, really slim now, they, they, will, they will be fat. I think that's what they are trying, trying to say, scare people. Yeah. This is just unnecessary. There's no need for them to do this at all. Can I just say, um, when I something bad about children and games appear, um, um, parents are more believed than um, if it was something good. Because once I read a report which was, um, which was, um, video game basically... Expands, was it the one about how it expands your brain? Yeah. And what did that one say and again? And gaming, uh, and basically decision-making and quick... Oh, it was the same one that said um, games like GTA and stuff are very good for your brain because they give you a knowledge of how the world works in... Not as in, like, people go around shooting each other, <laughs> but knowledge in you have to remember where places are and lifestyle skills like that, which you end up remembering. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem that when these studies come out, they are 
pretty much all the time negative is like when a study about chocolate comes out which says and chocolate is now good for you people don't believe it yeah and um i also heard that um about two months or three that, that basically um drinks don't make kids hyperactive it like when when they're like at a party they're they're like really excited and then it makes them seem hyperactive and yeah, it's just these kinds of studies which they're not good. They're not good for the industry. They're not good. They're not good for anyone. They're just good for these World Health Organizations who then get to do more studies saying, "Oh, we were wrong." Well, okay, that's it for the news for this time. And what should we go straight into? Should we go straight into a a little bit of what are we playing this week? So this week, it seems like you've still been playing Fallout 3, but you seem to have completed it. Well, um, in the first week, I did actually complete it, but now I've just finished up doing nearly all of the... Side quests? Yeah, side, side quests. So, and how, are the, how did those go? Did you find a big enough variation of them? I did... Because before, Iron Force missions were basically in in uh, DC. I'm aware. I'm aware the game is, is this set. Washington DC. Yes, it is. And basically, I thought like all of the main places were were there, but then I basically got this m- map thing which showed me all of the places in the world, and 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 I found loads like outside that area. And when I said there was a big variation, were there? Were some of them challenging? Were they well, were they all, let's look for an item and put it in a whole kind of quest? Or let's look for an item and give it someone kind of quest? Well, I think they were all long, but they vary. Like, sometimes you have to look for someone, but then, like, first, like, you have to look at the kidnappers of them. Oh, that sounds good. I've seen the scenarios are very, very varied. Yeah, they are very varied. Yeah, that's quite hard, hard to say. That is actually quite hard to say. varied. Um, so, do you want to give it a final review now that you finished the whole game? Okay, so. final review of Fallout 3. For the PlayStation 3, by the way. Yeah, not for any other console, sorry. So, basically, um, the, the, the main storyline of the game, it's good, has one quite big... Qu- twist at the middle um all of the side quests it is pretty amazing as as um as um as you get as you get to go inside simulators which uh, can send you into a past another dimension and also you can even travel up into space and kill aliens which is quite good so if you were to rate it out of 10 what would you be giving it well, well, tell us what a 10 out of 10 game would be first. 10, 10, 10 out of 10 game would be addictive. Okay. Um, and then give us an example of one that you might have played. Plants versus zombies, of Okay, course. so I, would, I think I would give that... On the iPhone, I'd probably only give that about an 8 out of 10. The iPad one, though, more varied. Yeah. New, new iPad exclusive missions. I'm saying on the... PC. PC. Yeah. yeah. You play the PC version. So would that be a 10 out of 10 game? Yes, it would. A bit short, maybe? No, it's really long. Um, 
a really long game, exciting game, or all always keeps you questioning. Okay, so you can't really see what's going to happen straight away? Yeah, like, you think something is going to happen, then something else happens, and then that main event comes. It has to be a bit weird. A bit weird, and, so... And, fun, and, and funny. So something something out of the ordinary, essentially. Yeah, which uh, basically something fictional, totally fictional. So, what would you give this? And also something which is very weird and funny, both at, at, at the same time. Well, I would give this... Oh, wait, so you've just been building up tension, so... Yeah. What... what mm. Also building up tension Me? in the video game. Am I... Oh, am I, am I building up tension by prolonging this? Yes, you are. Okay, what, um, what would you actually rate it? Oh, this is difficult because I have to consider sound, graphics... And gameplay, gameplay, yeah. Um, I'll probably give this a 7.5 out of 10. I mean, it's good as like in the gameplay, um, really long missions, which I love. As, um, I don't want to complete this in about a, a week. Um, good storyline, and it sort of changes, but the thing that lets me down is that there's no multiplayer, which I yeah. didn't mention, which I should have, yeah. Multiplayer, I think, is becoming really big. Well, would multiplayer be suitable to this kind of game? Um, Probably not, but I think they could include it just They could have slightly. done something. They could have um, done maybe, I don't know, Team Quest or something? Yes, yes that's what I'm thinking, because... Um, because basically, um, there, um, there are things like raiders which try to try and kill you, and there's um, companies which try to kill you. There are mutated creatures which try to tell you to kill you, and then there's this army Sounds like called a pleasant the place. Uh, called called the Enclave who uh, tries to kill you, and there's the okay. Brotherhood who's uh, your friend. Fortunately, so if you had to sum up the word. The game, in three words, what would it be? Oh, okay, that's difficult. And my first word is probably going to be exciting. Okay. I never before feeling I... Okay, this is going to be a set set of... uh, uh, Not a word. A feeling which I have never experienced before, which I only experienced in very few games. So, you've <laughs> never experienced it before, yet you've experienced it in very yeah. few games. Yeah. And can I just say, maybe a good way to put this would be new. No, it wouldn't actually be new. It's like, it's quirky, funny, I was weird. you out of words. No, 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 no. That was actually the word. Am I? Final words. Slash sentence would be... Um... Probably, um... I think you've taken out the readers. I know. Uh, sorry, not readers, listeners. I know, because I'm just trying to think of the right word. I would say... Okay, calm down, calm action down. Action-packed. Okay. Action-packed, which is obviously not a word, but... It is, well, because action and then... Dash-packed. Okay, yeah. you can get away with that one, yeah. kind of. So, in our next segment, which is the... Game of the week, which we've actually changed, and you'll hear about that straight after this little bit of music.
So we've had a little change of this segment, as we've noticed that it was pretty much becoming a iPhone OS. game of the week. We've, we're now calling it the iPhone OS game of the week, but we're going to be um, just shortening that down to the iPhone game of the week, or otherwise we would have to call it the iPhone slash iPod Touch slash iPad game of the week, because it's all the, uh, the same operating system. So this is this week's iPhone game of the week. Now, this one's been out for quite a while, and it's a classic. What is it, Stefano? Worms. Wow, you sound enthusiastic about that one. I know, because I remember playing my first Worms game, where it was on the computer, and, well, it had a, um, look as it was 3D, because it isn't actually 3D. And that's the same one that they've ported here. Oh, no, it's not. No, no, no. This is not the 3D one. This is the side-scrolling one. Yeah, it's the, the platformer. Let's yeah, the platformer one. Yep. Yeah, and can I, can I just talk a bit more about my first Go um, Worms game? Yeah, basically, um, I was young. I'll, I'm just going to say that. Um, and basically, I just saw these worms falling, and I thought it was quite fun. I wanted to get more into the worms franchise but I didn't buy any more games there until I came across the iPhone slash iPod touch version and now And now there's an iPad version iPad, as well. Yeah. So this one actually cost two ninety nine for the iPhone and iPod Touch. <laughs> and um it's it's an interesting game. It's basically you have worms, two teams, one against the other. It's a classic. Two teams, but... Um, oh, you can have four or more. Four, yeah. I think, yeah, is that four? Yeah. yeah. And here you have... Including your team. And you can play against computers, you can play against other people, and you each have weapons, um, bazookas, parachutes, air blasts, things, um, digging things, and you have to get across the map and basically murder the other team. So that you Yeah, win. just like the classic one. And, and all worms. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, so weird. I don't know how, but they've made worms... Which are so peaceful creatures. Put them with guns and make them kill other they've, worms. They've made them into mass murdering machines, no, haven't they? Uh, yeah, um, can I just mention this game is also on the PS3 store. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. so that's... I think it's at £8. It's pounds. everywhere. And, yeah, I would get it. And I think it. it's, the, it's the same one. But I just think it's because it's... HD. Oh, yeah. They also have now the um, Worms HD, which yeah. I believe is four ninety nine in £9.99. Um, what what do you like about this game? For me, it's the fact that it's, it's addicting. Yeah. Really addicting. It is addicting. And there's different kinds of modes. I like the fact that you can play, um, is it adventure mode? Where you can essentially, um, go around and you can play against, for example, three opponents. And there's oh, um, different kinds of modes. Oh, I know there's single player, which then has quick mode and... And lots of other different kinds of modes, which which are also single-player ones. Um, so what does make it appealing for you? Well, the thing that makes it appealing for me is that there's multiplayer. Yeah, which is always good. Yep. Like and you can just pass Fallout. your phone around. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> funny on, like, Fallout. Yeah, and um, also, um, it's still got the same... Worm funniness because yeah, it's got yeah. it's the little jokes that it makes the little the way it taunts you. I think the thing which is more funny isn't actually the jokes; it's um how squeaky their voices are. Like, oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, um, so when they attack each other, yeah. they'll talk in, for example, different languages. Well, and then it'll have really funny sound effects, which yeah, always adds to the game. I think the sound effects with the guns makes it good, because um, I don't want, like, like a range of guns, and then it has the same sound. Yeah, the there is a very wide range of guns, which I find loads of fun. And, and um, I like how it kept like the old one I where don't a mover and like boxes used oh, boxes for drop, drop down. Yeah, but I think um this would be better if it was on three D for the PS three. Yeah, I was just about to say this. Um three D version would be amazing. Even on the iPod touch I think you could get away with that. You would basically just press forward, back, left and right and when necessary to attack others, you just attack us in the computer one. Yeah. And when we mean 3D, we don't actually mean that you 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 can see it with some goofy glasses. We mean that it has the look of 3D. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's it for our game of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the Gaming UK podcast. You can subscribe to us at feeds.feedburner.com slash gamingukpodcast. You can find our blog where you can comment on the episodes at gamingukpodcast.blogger.com. That's gamingukpodcast.blogger.com. Please do email us, give us suggestions, um, comment on what we've said. If you disagree or you agree, send us in. If you find a piece of news which you'd like us to cover um, or have anything that you'd like to promote, um, email us at gamingukpodcast at gmail.com. That's gamingukpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Gaming UK Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.